Check my statistics If we talking about go, You gotta give me a mention This is rational hour If we being realistic This is rational They said I couldn't do it But I did it work Ethic like mom But you know that boy is a problem Tell me when to get him Then I got him This is rational hour I'm just keeping it a honey This is rational hour Everything you doing I done done it Welcome to the Rational Hour, Ryan. I have a very special show today. We got my man uh, Memphis Spence on, and also got my man Brian McDonald. Welcome to the show, fellas. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good, good, man. Uh, um, just going to talk a little college football, college football preview show. Um, it's, it's right around the corner, fellas. It's really about three weeks away, a little more or less. Um, and some great games on tap to start, man. The first week, uh, we got some really good games. I'm going to start with my list uh, of, of games that I really want to watch, and then we'll kind of chime in on it. I mean, I think everyone will mutually agree, but uh, the game September 4th, Alabama versus Miami, uh, is one of the most interesting matchups, in my opinion. Uh, it's at 1230 here on the Pacific uh, uh, Coast, uh, September 4th again. It's down in Atlanta, the, uh, the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Two young quarterbacks, one very young, and Bryce Young, uh, first game, uh, supposedly uh, making millions of dollars already. Uh-huh. And uh, the Eric King, uh, what do you guys think about this matchup? Uh, it, it should be pretty interesting. Uh, Miami's coming in at plus 18 underdogs. It just depends on which Miami team you're going to get. They got, I mean, they have the talent to compete with um, with Alabama. If the Arian King has, you know, has a great game, um, like he showed glimpses of uh, last year, I think they can compete with with Alabama. But uh, I think they're too hot. Miami's too hot and cold. It's beginning of the, you know, first game of the year. They're going to come out the block stumbling in that game, unfortunately. Ooh, interesting. But why do you think that is? Do you, I mean, uh, you know, Miami's pretty. Uh, what do you think of the Eric King, first of all? I think he's a good he's a good dual threat quarterback. Um, can do some amazing things with his with his feet. I think his arms underrated. Um, so I think you know if he plays a sound game, doesn't turn the ball over. You know Alabama's defense is um, is going to be playing lights out. They got a lot of returning um, players coming back on defense. And Nick Saban, that's you know where he hangs his hat is is on defense. So they're going to give him lots of different looks and various coverages. So if he's able to, you know, to sit back there and withstand the fire and make the um, correct reads and get rid of the ball, they may have a shot. But um, I mean, Alabama's Alabama. They're just, I mean, you can already pencil them in in the college um, playoffs. Yeah, I'd. Uh... I I mainly agree with all that. Um, I think the problem that Miami's going to have is right up front. Um, De'Ara King is pretty good if you give him about four or five seconds. He's not really good at getting through his progressions, or at least he wasn't really good at getting through his progressions at Houston. Great arm, but, you know, uh, from from what I remember of him, 
he wasn't that great at getting through his progressions. The issue with playing Alabama early, nobody's injured. <laughs> there are no holes in that defense early, right? So, you know, that offensive line, I, you know, Rivers, Gaynor, who else is it? Donaldson. Those dudes, I don't know if they're going to be able to hold back what's coming for them uh, week one. And you're probably going to see and, – and, and Alabama's going to want to come out and make a statement like they normally do. Um, so I, I really I'm, – I'm not too – I don't think that's even the best game. It may be a good matchup. And, and I may be wrong. I just don't know. Manny Diaz doesn't seem to be the, the game planner that can beat Nick Saban. Uh, you know, the, the, the U um, – I don't think they're there yet. They have some really good talent on them, but I, that offensive line isn't going to hold up to that Alabama defense. I don't see it. Yeah. What do you think about Memphis, Manny Diaz? Because he's he's completely taking over the defense. How do you think, you know, playing, being the head coach, but still um, calling plays in regards to so, the defense? Yeah, Brian, he's not that bad at calling the plays. I'm not really worried about – him in terms of the structure of of his play calling it's more of the structure and components that he has on his team he's just not he's not as great of a recruiter as everybody wants to make him out to be mm-hmm. so he has some questions you know defensively that really really where you need to be strong especially in a game against Alabama on your offensive and defensive lines those are where all the questions are his, his linebackers and his quarterbacks are all right. You know, you'll see them getting nods to the NFL, but it's, you know, you look around, you're like, man, where are these Miami, you know, what's going on with the Miami D-line? You know, where, where where's Miami when it comes to the, the front four? And he just right. doesn't get those guys up front. That's why, that's why Clemson was pushing them off the ball last year. You know mm-hmm. I mean? He just doesn't have the – he doesn't have the beef up front. They tried to make a speed team – and they just can't handle big fronts uh, like you see in the the SEC. Uh, nor can their 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 offensive line handle, you know, uh, big fronts. And that's that's where they're going to get into trouble. And when, when it comes to the trenches, Miami's still not there yet. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Miami's been under a lot of pressure the last really decade to get things back in order. It just hasn't gotten there, and I don't know if they ever will. But it's a big year for Diaz and company. Um, Brian, what what game do you have on tap next uh, as far as the top game for the first week? Well, I had that Alabama Miami game as well, but then you um, then you can easily go to that Clemson Georgia game. Another you know two teams that are most likely going to be in the college football playoffs. Um, excited to see what uh, DJ is going to be able to to do at quarterback. Right. Um, you know, he showed. I mean, that Notre Dame game was just was just unbelievable. Those games that he came in and played while Trevor Lawrence was recovering from COVID. Um, but I have, I definitely have um, Clemson over Georgia. Georgia just doesn't seem to be able to to get it right. I'm I'm not sold on on the USC guy that they have over there at quarterback, JT Daniels. He played he played decently in in a couple of games. Um, but just not too sold on on Georgia. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Uh, Clemson's only coming in at minus four, uh, and that one's down in Charlotte. It's, I believe it's Bank of America Stadium, and uh, that's the matchup. You know, DJ versus JT. Those guys go way back from you know the Bosco uh, in modern day games. So uh, there's a history there. 
Uh, it should be a really good game. These two teams don't play each other often. It's 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 pretty chippy when they do play. But I agree with you. I think Georgia. Uh, I don't think they have enough. I think Clemson is just too strong. Does you like this matchup? I like it better than the one we were just talking about. I can say that. <laughs> um, the 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 matchup. Georgia's probably probably going to surprise a few people here. I'll say that. Um, if you if you think back to that Notre Dame game, the place that DJ is probably the weakest, because uh, we know he can run, and 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 we know that you know if he needs to find somebody down the field, he can do that. But that short game, uh, if he's throwing the ball like five to ten yards down the field, he was a little shaky. Now it'll be interesting, you know, to see how much he's improved. That's I think that's it. it it's going to let me know whether or not Clemson is going to be one of these final four teams that we're talking about when they play Georgia, uh, because that's a real defense. You know, that's a, that's an actual real defense that he's going to see. Uh, I think it's a better defense, honestly, than Notre Dame. Um, so I, I, I think that, I think when it comes down to it, um, Kirby Smart really, Kirby Smart probably doesn't get the credit that he deserves as a game planner. Uh, and I think that has a lot to do with who he sees in the SEC every year. But I think he's going to do pretty good uh, planning against uh, Venerables. I mean, I, I I think this may be a little bit closer than than people think. I'm not sure if that line's right. I think it's closer to like seven than four. But this game probably can go either way. A, a turnover in the wrong place. And that's is really all going to be up to DJ because we kind of know – what Daniels is going to give us, which is, you know, um, he he's the check down master, right? That's what he used to do at a USC. So, you know, he's just going to check down, check down, check down. Uh, if there's something really deep uh, down the field and he can find, you know, um, you know, Gilbert or somebody else down the field that's wide open, he can probably hit that. Uh, throwing into coverage, he's just not that great at doing that. He wasn't good against UCLA. He wasn't good against uh, Washington. He wasn't even really even good against Arizona State. I don't think he's going to be that, you know, uh, good in this game either against Clemson. I mean, but he's going to keep the, the ball moving long enough that we can see, you know, Zamir White, James Cook, uh, guys like that, you know, tee off on this Clemson defense. And it's really going to be the, the Georgia running game against the Clemson defense. Right. Uh, in that front seven that they have. If that front yeah, seven stops them, it's going to be not going to be the game for them. I was thinking that too, Memphis, because Cook, if James Cook and, and White can control the line of scrimmage and, and kind of, you know, the run game set up the pass, that's JT's Daniel. It will play right in his hands. Right. I mean, he's a play-action quarterback. And, you know, he, he, he if he can pull the the linebackers in, you know, get them in, get them cheating on the, the you know, the off tackles and, you know, uh, somebody running off tackle or cheating in the A gap or B gap or whatnot, uh, then he can actually throw, he can throw it over people's heads. He just can't throw it in the coverage. Um, you know, any tight coverage or anything like that, forget about that. But uh, a tight end streaking, you know, uh, across the center or, you know, somebody, you know, clearing out in the flat with nobody around. Sure, he could do that. Um, you're just not going to get him. You, you, the game plan has to be Georgia runs the football and get three to four yards per carry. 
Because if that's the game plan, then JT Daniels can throw for third and short. You just don't want him in third and long thinking that you're going to win a game that way. That's not – and I'm sure, you know, that Kirby Smart is smart enough <laughs> to know <laughs> how to put that quarterback in that situation. So but I think it's going to be closer than, than most people think. Yeah, it's, I was gonna say it sounds like you you would take the Georgia plus four or four or seven whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That if you were I, think Georgia, oh, I, I just yeah, I, I, think I would. I, you know, that's a that's a really good question. Who I would take? Uh, but I think I would. I think Georgia Georgia is strong enough and uh, has enough guys returning um, that I'm comfortable with, especially defensively, that they could keep DJ at bay at least for the first half. And then it's really a second half game between that. Well, once the lines get tired, then you're going to see who has the running game. You know, um, ATN's not back there anymore. You know, we got to see whether or not, you know, Clemson. I'm not really familiar with who Clemson has in their backfield right now. So um, it's a, it, it'll, it'll be a pretty good game. It'll be pretty. I, I like that game, honestly, a lot better than Miami versus Alabama. Will it be a yeah, big, factor, think, big factor being in, in Charlotte? I mean, it'll pretty much be all. You think a lot of Georgia uh, fans will travel with it being at a neutral site? No, I think it. I think a neutral site. It's you know, it's anybody's game. Both of those fan bases travel pretty, um, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel with, I mean, Clemson's with their line having they had a pretty young line started a couple freshmen I believe um, last year um, and maybe a sophomore so their line was young last year I think with that game experience last year in some pretty um, pretty tough battles um, that that's just going to bode well for them especially the first game of of the year um, and they're just going to be getting after JT to where he's going to be a man on the run the, the whole the whole game okay. The next game I got on the docket, man, is in Notre Dame versus Florida State uh, in Tallahassee. Notre Dame comes in at minus nine and a half on, on my board. Uh, should be an interesting matchup. I mean, Notre Dame, you know, big game on the road for them, September 5th, uh, 4.30 Pacific time. Uh, uh, this would be a good game. I don't know which team will show up. Uh, I think – this is a big game for Florida State because they've been kind of muddling in the middle. They haven't really been playing Florida State football. And Notre Dame's coming off a good year, even though they got embarrassed in the BCS against Alabama. But they still um, they're playing some good football the last couple of years. Uh, what do you guys think about this matchup? I personally like Notre Dame in, in this matchup. I, I feel that um, – that they have a lot of returning starters coming back. They know the system. Um, players are are bought in now. They played some. They had some pretty tough losses against some some pretty tough opponents last year and the years before, to where that has kind of built up some callus um, on them. And so I think they're going to take it to Florida State. I think Florida State just isn't the Florida State of, of old. They haven't been able to to recruit. Uh, their player development seems to be lacking in in areas. And you know, with the you know this coach. Is, I believe is the second second year, um, so I just I just feel Notre Dame's going to come out ahead on this game. There's only one X factor that could change my mind with what you said, Ryan, and that's that's Mackenzie Milton. Um, he doesn't really need. I, I, I'm just interested to see what he does against this Notre Dame offense because that dude, when he was playing for USC, it was hard to beat him. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I remember. Uh, Memphis had to injure him in order to, you know, get him out of the game. We still lost. Uh, 
but we had to enter him before that that team lost that year. Um, the Norvell, speaking of which, uh, our old coach Norvell is actually uh, coaching FSU, and um, he's not schematics great player development yeah that's that's where he's going to be lacking the question is whether or not he has enough talent around him to actually develop the players FSU used to be a place where you could go and and get developed for the NFL not sure it's been that way since Jimbo left though so I I'm I'm still kind of scratching my head on this the the only the only hope I can see is if McKenzie Milton wins out the uh, QB1 position at Florida State and then he goes and decides to make Notre Dame his come out game because that dude has that special it talent um there you know he's he's kind of he he gets back there and he starts slinging it around and gets in the zone then it's hard to stop him especially with an upgrade usually he probably has an upgraded wide receiver uh if nothing else I don't know what that line's gonna do for him but better protect him or so he's gonna get hurt again but yeah. I, Notre Dame should win this. Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly would have absolutely no reason to lose this game. But then again, these are the kind of games that Brian <laughs> Kelly loses. And I don't know why he loses these games. These are the games like, okay, Brian Kelly can win this. He can win against a second-year head coach that just came up from the American and, you know, a, 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 uh, a, a quarterback that came from the American off injury. Sure, he can do this. But these are the games that I, I, I always like, oh, Brian Kelly's going to win this game. And these are the games he usually disappoints me on. So I'm I, I still want to say Notre Dame by 14 in this game. But I've seen Brian Kelly blow stupid, stupid games before. And it wouldn't surprise me if Mackenzie Milton figures out how to how to how to beat his defense uh, in the fourth quarter. So take that as you will. I still say this should be a Notre Dame win. Uh, yeah, so that'll be a good game, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State pulls the upset. Tallahassee's going to be rocking the night game. Notre Dame better be ready, man. Those guys have got a, you know, statement, uh, it's a statement game for them to start the season. Both teams are going to be a lot of pressure to win. Uh, last game that I have, guys, is uh, uh, LSU versus UCLA. It's a West Coast game. It's right. These two programs, first time meeting up. Uh, Ed O'Dron coming back to the West Coast, you know, Chip Kelly, this is, you know, a lot of people whispering, it's the best team in Westwood that they've had in a long time. You know, uh, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, um, LSU comes in at minus four and a half on the road. Uh, night game, September 4th, 530. Uh, what do you guys think about this matchup? Should be interesting. Yeah, I got LSU on, on this one. I mean, you got Max Johnson. Um, got that NFL lineage as um, in his family. I think LSU is going to have a bounce back, bounce back year. Ed's not going to, Ed's not going to be playing. He's he's ready to to tear some people's heads off. And UCLA, I mean, UCLA hasn't been good since what Deshaun Foster. I mean, <laughs> like I, UCLA is just it's just a thing of the past. It's it's hard when these programs are having revolving doors at um at coaches because they they bring in one coach he changes the system um recruits his players then they fire that coach and then the next coach comes in 
is put, implementing his system and his system may not necessarily fit the players that they that they have and so it's you know it's that kind of revolving door and you've seen that with with UCLA I mean you look at Florida State it's the same thing um, in regards to their program um, same thing with with Miami and so it's hard when you know these schools don't have um, consistency at at the head coach spot because um, it just makes it an uphill battle um, I do have a, an added interest. Um, UCLA does have um, a kid coming, going there, a true freshman, um, five-star kid, tight end, Carson Ryan, um, who's a big body, pass catching, does well um, blocking as well. So um, hopefully the game will be out of hand and he'll get on the field and, and be able to show what he can do. I'm, I'm going to say UCLA on this one. And UCLA, you're right. You, they haven't been good. They they had a break basically last year from COVID, but they look like they're returning some some. I think uh, th- this is what I think, and I don't. I may be wrong on this, honestly. Um, but I think Dorian Thompson Robinson actually, from what I saw with him last year, he looks like a different quarterback. Now I don't know if uh, it, that may have been just COVID. Right. It may have been just a COVID year or like, hey, he actually looks good, you know, maybe. But, but, but it could be something that, you know, he just looked good last year, uh, whereas, you know, before then he looked he looked terrible. Um, but he looked like he made enough progress. If he makes that same jump this year, then I think it's a game. If he's the same quarterback as he was last year, LSU is going to eat his lunch. I guess the other thing would be whether or not Ed Orgeron and those Tigers uh, come out ready to play. There's a lot of a lot of stuff swirling around that program right now. Um, and yeah, if you get out there and you get unfocused, you could accidentally mess up and 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 you know the season be gone from you. But they had a really good recruiting class. Uh, LSU did, and I think LSU's on the verge of trying to. They're not going to be. I don't think they're in the playoff picture this year. Uh, but with the recruiting class that they had this year, next year, not this coming year, but next year, those sophomores, oh yes, oh yes, they'll be they'll be ready next year. Um, they, they, as freshmen, I don't expect that much from them, but next year, uh, they're gonna have that that Walker Howard kid. Um, he's he's something to watch. He, nobody's talking about him right now, but that quarterback that they just got, that five star kid. Uh, Walker Howard, he's something to watch. And when he shows up and, you know, once he gets under center, I don't know if it's going to be a Bo Nick situation or whatnot, um, but I think that – so this this might be a, this might be more of a game than, than people think about it also. I'll pick, I'll pick UCLA in the upset here. Uh, Dorian comes out and does something spectacular. He's improved tenfold from last year uh, where I saw that spark from him. And, you know, he starts hitting that new tight end that he got. Uh, and, and, and maybe, you know, maybe it's, something. It's, it's a huge game, uh, Memphis. I mean, because Chip Kelly, everyone thought when he came to California, you know, he, he was in a hotbed of the recruiting world in, in Cali. And, you know, when he was at Oregon, he dominated it. You know, he had uh, a hell of a program uh, when he was in Oregon. So everyone pretty much took it as if when he comes to the back to the pack 12 he'll do it again so this was a monumental game for him if he can put a stamp on this to start the season and get an SEC team 
you know, and, and get a W against them, man, that'll be huge uh, for him. It's been a long forward. time, though, since UCLA's done something like that, but this is yeah. why they brought Chip Kelly there. That's why they brought him there, yeah. Any other games you so guys got on tap that I didn't mention? Well, going back to kind of Chip, so is this, is he on the hot seat this year? Is this the hot seat Ooh, year for, for oh, Chip? Good question, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I, if it's not this year, it's next year. See, yeah. they just got a new commissioner at, in, in the Pac-12. And I was talking right. to Tony Saracusa uh, over at Lost Word on uh, College Football about this also. Uh, I think what the ADs in that conference are saying is everybody gets a pass because of COVID last year, and then everybody's going to get, like, another freebie this year because of new commissioner to see what the, he's going to do. But then next year, there are going to be some, some decisions made, if that makes any sense. So 2022, there, there may be some guys that aren't coming back you know, in 2022, there may be some cuts or whatnot. Um, I, Arizona State went ahead and jumped the gun. They said, you know, forget about Herm Edwards. You know, yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna try and get you out now. Um, but I think UCLA. I think they're gonna wait until after the 2022 season to make a decision on Chip Kelly. That's just that's what I'm from some of the boosters and some of the reporters uh, out there in the UCLA area. That's kind of what I'm getting. Um, so I don't know if he's proverbial, he's on the proverbial hot seat this year, uh, but he will be next year. Your next year is just ride or die. Wait, we're either wait. Uh, Memphis, you said Herm Edwards is out at Arizona State? Uh, Herm, they're trying to get Herm Edwards out. Yeah. Oh, they're trying. Okay. I, was, I didn't hear he was let go. Wow. I know there's a scandal going on with recruiting. They were supposed to be investigating where. Oh yeah, they're trying to they're trying to get old Herm up out of uh, Arizona State as we speak. Wow. That I mean, they, he's not gone yet. Don't don't uh-huh. get me wrong, but um, there 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 are some key boosters that are on the let's get rid of Herm now uh, wow. <laughs> uh, track, and they have the ear of the AD there. And don't be surprised if Herm's out mid season. I'll just say that here. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, any other games you guys got you want to discuss? Those are my games. Right. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't haven't mentioned the the BYU Arizona game. Right. Okay. The, okay. Come on, come on now. BYU coming <laughs> off. <laughs> of course, of course, this is a this is a homer pick, but uh, but no, BYU coming off just an amazing, amazing year last year. Obviously, um, you know, caught a lot of attention just kind of the way that they were playing. You got Zach Wilson, you know, taken by the Jets. Um, I feel he's going to have a he's going to have a decent rookie year um, with the Jets because I think he's. It seems like they're doing a, a lot to put the pieces around them. They're doing kind of the opposite of what they did for Sam Darnold, um, that they're putting the pieces around them to, to hopefully make them have a successful first year. But um, I think BYU is going to come out the gates, um, you know, surprising people. They got a quarterback who they're kind of in a quarterback um, battle going into camp um, between Romney and um, and Hall, I think Hall is the is the better player if he can stay healthy. Um, uh-huh. He's not playing baseball this this year; he's just focusing solely on um, solely on football. Um, he's doing kind of taking the Zach Wilson um, game plan, traveling down to California to work with the quarterback guru um, and former BYU player John Beck, and so I think that's going to um, you know pay dividend for him this year as well. And they're 
I mean, they have a pretty um, deep wide receiver core um, coming back. And so I think BYU is definitely going to surprise some people. It'll be interesting to see what Arizona does with a uh, new head coach and kind of new system as well and seeing how they're able to, to adjust. Yeah, wait. So Arizona got rid of Sumlin. Who did they bring in? Uh, Rich Rodriguez. Yeah, Rich Rodriguez. Is Rich Rod? No. Um, I don't know if Rich, Rich Rod sounds right, but let me check. Because I'm not yeah, sure. They've been, uh, you know, Brian touched on that earlier about coaches. And Arizona is the exact situation what he just mentioned, where every three years they're rotating coaches, it seems, at Arizona. And they, they haven't Jed been Fish. able to get it. Okay, yeah, it's Jed, yeah. yeah, Jed Fish, which he, I mean, he has tons of NFL, um, NFL, um, you know, coaching experience, but I'm, I don't think he has much college, and let alone head being a head coach. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I know everybody's excited down there. Kind of, um, he's brought he's definitely brought some excitement um, down there. But it'll be inter- interesting to see what um, you know, what kind of especially what kind of system he's going to run. Well, he's not. He didn't. I mean. I can understand them being excited. I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why. Um, <laughs> I know he was the offensive coordinator at UCLA uh, for a year. Uh, last year, I think he was the offensive coordinator for the the Patriots, but I didn't see him do anything really with Cam. Um, I, I, he's a Florida grad, but if you think guys are passing up on other SEC teams in Florida to go play at Arizona, I you might get a, uh, an overlooked three-star or four-star to get out there, but not that many uh, in terms of recruiting. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I Maybe they just wanted to um, have a change of a changing of the guard because I don't really – I don't know why everybody's excited about Jed Fish, but he, it's up to him to prove all of us wrong this year. Um, I mean, he was a he, – he, he was a coordinator under, or under Harbaugh, take that as you you know as you want but i you know i'm arizona is probably going to end up being arizona again this year um but uh i they'll be okay i mean i they'll be okay they'll be okay yeah. 